0: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet, what does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard, gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon!
1: Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Allen tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's
0: done it again, Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is
1: Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Basin. You can follow me on Twitter at jet one And it's time to recap day number six of New York Jets training camp at Forum Park with our friend who covers the Jets FriendJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, another hot one out there today. This is the beginning of a heat wave, so I hope you've planned appropriately. You've got lots of sunscreen and lots of water on hand.
2: Yeah, I just need more laundry. After, I think it was six practices in seven days, so that's pretty good little run at the start of training camp, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get through it. And, and obviously there's two off days after Thursday's practice. So that'll help too. Uh, thankfully that's well-timed with the heat wave.
1: Andy, let's start with who wasn't at practice today. No Makai Becton, no Alan Lazard. What's going on there?
2: Yeah, those are the major guys. So we knew Lazard was dealing with some tightness, I guess, in his legs. Uh, that was all we got from Sala. So it wasn't really a huge surprise to not see him out there. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but we'll, you know, you never know. We'll monitor that going forward. And then Beckton, uh, yesterday, he he was limited in the first padded practice. That was on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. He did not practice. He was out there. You know, he did some. The, the offense lost a set of drills, and at the end of that, he did some up to downs with them. So it doesn't look like a major issue after practice. Sala said that his knee just wasn't good enough to go today and that they're hoping he'll be back on the practice field on Thursday. So, uh, I mean, this is to be expected, honestly, for the people who just thought Beckton was going to come in there and walk in there and win the starting job after not playing basically for two years and and undergoing a knee surgery a year ago. I mean, first of all, you got to deal with conditioning. Second of all, he's testing the the knee in ways that he hasn't in a year And, and really if it's beyond a couple of days of practice, he's testing it in ways that he haven't, hasn't in two years. So, uh, I mean, I don't think this is like a red flag, or it means that he all the work he put in this offseason is for naught. It just is the reality of the situation. Uh, you can't snap your fingers and come back from something like this, especially when you're that big. So, um, that that's what it is. And, and you know, remember, I would remind people that normally the Jets would just be starting practice right now. We're a week into things. Uh, It's not the end of the world, still 50 days until the start of the regular season or something like that. So there's time. Obviously, as as it goes on, there's less time with the competition and stuff, but um, to win that job. So I wouldn't view it as this huge alarming thing. I think it's this kind of stuff should have been expected.
1: Andy, in Mekhi Becton's absence, we saw a lot of Billy Turner and Max Mitchell. And by all accounts, Max Mitchell held up very well, went up against Michael Clemens, a nice battle between the two. I think that there are a lot of Jets fans that if Makai Becton doesn't win the starting job, would hope that it goes to Mitchell, not Turner, only because with Turner, there's very limited upside. You know what you're getting. And to be quite honest, he hasn't played all that well as a starter, even with all that experience with Mitchell we at least saw some potential last year, so if it's not going to be Becton, you'd like to see Mitchell in the mix here, and it sounds like he's making a case for himself. Whatever happens with Mekhi Becton happens, but Max Mitchell's going to make his push.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, the the, the only difference, this was the first kind of switch-up we've seen on the offensive line in of practice. Same five guys, same in, interior. Turner was at left tackle this time, I believe, and Mitchell was at right, I think. So they switch. This was the first day that happened. And yeah, Mitchell, you know, I think first of all, that's to kind of get both guys looks at at right tackle with, with Dwayne Brown as the favorite and the assumed starter when he, when he does get back and he's still not back yet, but um, it's just all part of this kind of competition and, and and how it's going to go. So uh, Sala said, you know, earlier this week that, that Mitchell, you know, there were some sleepless nights wondering how he would fare because the plan was not for him to play last year. And, and aside from that, that game against Minnesota where he was obviously dealing with those blood clots, which is a crazy thing to say, like casually, but, but that's what was happening. Um, he was really quite good and, and a guy who had a tough row because he, he had the, his solid start and then hurt his knee, dislocated his knee, and then came back and still performed pretty well after that. So I, I think... You know, now that experience last year that was not supposed to happen and and was some cause for consternation is a huge upside because I don't think Jets fans should even be that nervous about what life might look like with with Max Mitchell at a tackle position. So the Jets offensive line, maybe they didn't make the splashiest additions this offseason, but you're not in a position this year where you're throwing a guy like Connor McDermott out there and asking him to protect your quarterback because that wasn't going well. And, and no offense against Connor McDermott, it's just it's the truth. So every guy on that line right now has more experience and and more quality experience, and that's that's a big deal heading into the season, I think. And Mitchell is part of that.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play
1: like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, overall, the first team offense struggled quite a bit today. Aaron Rodgers did not like what he saw and called for a regroup. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, it just wasn't the crispest day. And and it just didn't seem like they built much momentum. He, He talked about... Yesterday and, and the first five practices, he thought that each day they had been building and today was a step in the wrong direction. And he talked about the focus and, and like I said, six practices in seven days. Uh, you know, he's, he said fatigue may have been a factor and, and that some of the stuff, especially up front, wasn't as clean. And we, we saw, you know, the first two drills, uh, the first two reps of team drills, or first two sets of team drills, Rogers was sacked each time first by Jermaine Johnson early in practice, and then on the very next set of drills by Bryce Huff. Both those guys obviously, uh, you know, using their speed and power to to, to make a difference. And then the run game just really, we saw a lot of stuff that was kind of stopped in the, in the backfield. So I don't know if that's part of the switching tackles. I don't know what it is. He said he felt like it was pretty solid on the interior, and then he referenced the perimeter as an issue. And I don't know if he was talking about Know, blocking from the tight ends and the tackles, or, or what? Because he didn't specifically say, but he just said like he wanted to see a higher level of focus and and that that's what they're going to need, and, and that some of these days in training camp are to be expected. So um, I think I had him at five of of nine for the day, which which isn't great. And um, you know there were just like I said some some issues. The the last drive of practice was. A move the ball, the two minute drill situation. And they stalled out around the 20, uh, with him, not with DJ Reed, you know, raiding coverage on Corey Davis, uh, while he was trying to find the end zone on fourth down and it didn't happen. Uh, another interesting play came in team drills. I think it was the end of the first set of team drills when he was picked off Tony Adams. I was thinking, I was thinking Tony Allen. And I'm like, that is not right. But there's a lot too many names being thrown at us at this stage, but, um, Adams has obviously had a really nice training camp, but this was one of those plays where Rodgers threw the the defense offside and it was a free play. So afterwards, Rodgers was over there kind of chatting with the defense. He said it was two reasons. He wanted to to give T.A. a shout-out for his interception because it was a nice play, but also maybe that he knew it didn't count because uh, he had drawn the defense offside. So a little humor from Rodgers there. Again, this sharp of a day. And again, it's, it's, there's going to be some days like this. So uh, a chance to bounce back tomorrow on Thursday in front of the fans.
1: Andy, we talked about the first team offense. Let's talk a little bit about the second team offense. Most notably Zach Wilson, some nice passes today. Jason Brownlee has continued to look good. And then a pass to Alex Erickson that went deep was probably the play of the day. I know what you're thinking, Andy, and I know what everyone else is thinking. Who is Alex Erickson to this point? Alex Erickson is the guy that caught the pass today. That's who Alex Erickson is. So talk a little bit about what we saw from Zach Wilson and the continued ascendance of Jason Brownlee.
2: Yeah, well, I, I mean, Brownlee has is, is been a guy who's impressed since OTAs because he got a shout-out from Rodgers. And he's going to give the Jets something to think about and, and certainly be a guy that, that other teams are going to know about because he, he's just done enough already before the preseason games where it's going to be hard. Or not take notice. Uh, so yeah, he's he's kept that up, and uh, there's not a play that's sticking out uh, today. But but it, it's been uh, nice to see a guy capitalizing on his opportunities. And then with Erickson, I got to say, you know, it really couldn't have been made any easier for him by Zach Wilson because it was just a pinpoint deep ball uh, that he caught in stride and went 65 yards for a touchdown. So yeah, it was definitely not a ton of ball of highlights for the offense today. It was definitely the play of the day. And, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, I, I would say the thing that impressed me today is that there was pressure. Jermaine Johnson was rushing uh, against the second team offense as well. And in and, and one play, he got right in Zach Wilson's face, and, and Wilson uh, turned it and delivered a pass in, in target. I can't remember exactly who it was to, but um, – It was it was just a nice play. He looks pretty comfortable. I mean, it's not. And he started off well in seven on seven too. I think completing three in a row, so it it does look comfortable. He looks better. Again, it's early, so let's see what it looks like in a preseason game. But all in all, uh, not bad. And I think you know the idea of Zach Wilson being the backup. I always thought it was kind of unlikely that it would actually happen, but it's gonna happen. So if he keeps playing like this, I I think it'll happen. Well, again, a long way to go, but. It's starting to feel like that's the direction the Jets are definitely going to go with that position.
1: Andy, yesterday was the return of Will McDonald, his debut at practice, and he did really well. Explosive, got what would have been a sack. Today, more of the same, and you can see that explosion that Salah Olbrich and the rest of the defensive staff saw on tape from his days at Iowa State that made them so impressed and made them want to draft Will McDonald in the first round. Yesterday, his fellow draft pick, Israel Abanakanda had a big run today. It wasn't Israel Abanakanda making the big splash play. It was Zaire Barnes, the sixth round linebacker. Talk a little bit about those two. I'm not saying Zaire Barnes is necessarily going to be a starter year one, but he sneakily had a good camp so far, including his big splash play today. And Will McDonald continues to show why the Jets invested in him in the first round.
2: Yeah. So with McDonald, uh, and I'll start with McDonald, uh, I think everybody knows that he's not a finished product that, you know, he needs to to add muscle to his body and, 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 you know, get a little bit stronger to compete down in and down out at this level. But if there was any doubt that he can make an impact as a rookie, I think it's already been a race these last two days, because I mean, just with his physical abilities that burst and, you know, the flexibility and, and the ability to kind of, toward his body uh, it, it's going to be something that allows him to make plays right away and, and i don't know how much of an impact it will make but you can just see that that he has a nose for for the quarterback and he knows how to get he knows how to beat guys and it's not always going to look the way it is on the second day of pads i think when you know an offensive line is against a sharper offensive line but but defenses are going to have to pay attention to him and, and is that fast and that, that athletic, it's going to create some problems. So I, I would be excited about him and, and even the impact that he can make this early if I was a Jets fan. And then with Barnes, yeah, it's, it's way too early to know what his impact will be uh, on this year's team. But I think the fact that he's capitalizing on these opportunities early is exactly what you want to see, especially from a later round pick. So, uh, you know, a big pick from him, uh, Tim Boyle, a, a – a, a sack of Zach Wilson yesterday, he's making his presence felt. And that's uh, that's all you can ask of a guy who's picked in the late rounds at this stage of training camp.
1: Andy, let's talk a little bit about the rest of the defense today. Quentin Williams and Al Woods, stuffing the run. If these were tackles that they were making, they would have been racking them up big time. Jermaine Johnson continuing to dominate. He has stood out like a sore thumb at practice. You've seen a lot of guys that have done well but Jermaine Johnson has talked a lot about how it's very important for him to kick butt this year, and he is off to one heck of a start. You mentioned before the coverage with Tony Adams, who did very well, but also DJ Reed and Michael Carter II having a nice day. And then, unfortunately, on the defensive line, one other thing we can look at is John Franklin Myers, who left practice at one point. We have an update on that, obviously. And then we can talk about Bryce Huff as well, who had... A positive reason for being mentioned another day where he would have had a sack. So talk a little bit about the defense overall, all the finer points that I just mentioned, including whatever update you have at the moment on John Franklin Myers.
2: Yeah, with Franklin Myers, he went. He had a groin injury, I think, early in, in one-on-one drills is what Robert Sala said. He came off the, the field, we saw him, he got pulled from practice by the training staff um, and he came back with his helmet, but then he didn't enter practice again. So Salah said he doesn't think it's a big deal because he didn't pull himself. And uh, that eventually it may cost him a day or two, but, but they expect him to be back soon. So obviously I think it's going to be like how he wakes up feeling the next few days, how quickly it is. And with the Jets uh, set to have a couple days off after Thursday's practice, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him on the on the field till Sunday. Um in terms of what I've seen from the defense, obviously they've had the the, the leg up as you would expect given the situation on offense, and, and just because they were one of the better defenses in the league last year, so uh, it's it's you know very it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I'd say Jamie and Sherwood has been the guy you've seen as the third linebacker. Michael Carter once again very quietly having a very very solid camp. He he seems every time the ball's thrown his way, the coverage seems to be right there. Um, again. I feel like he's built for for camp in, in terms of just being able to you, you know pretty much you're gonna get a lot of passing downs and and he makes life tough on those passing downs with his just ridiculously fast off the line of scrimmage. So uh, he once again is, is impressive. We talked about Will McDonald, Jermaine Johnson again. He was in the defense. He was at, beating the offense repeatedly today. I mean, he's probably been the star of camp so far. Uh, and he just looks like I a year ago a few of us were talking about it on the sideline a year ago you were kind of like what well, was Jermaine Johnson here at camp and now every day you can't miss him so I mean that's a testament to to what he said about wanting to be better and um at, you know obviously it's a new number so that kind of helps him stand out number eleven for for a edge rusher is, is not a common one but uh, his play is more than than backing up. Know, everything that that he's talked about in terms of wanting to improve, uh, so, so you know, that that's been impressive. And, and yeah, it was a, a good day for for the defensive tackles because the run game just was not working for the Jets, and and that was part of the reason I think Aaron Rodgers was frustrated. But again, it, it's it's early in camp, so you know I, I expect the offense to, to catch up at some point, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was sooner. Rather than later, that we start to see a little bit more progress, and I also think it's a challenge a little bit for for the offense working without a guy like Lazard who has such a thorough understanding of the offense, and, and not only having him, but but you know he can help guys on the field kind of fix things that they're not getting right, and, and I think the Jets have probably missed that the last couple of days.
1: Andy, after practice, we heard from Coach Robert Sala. Aaron Rodgers spoke. You gave us a little preview of that before. Solomon Thomas, Quincy Williams. Talk about what was said, and then obviously we may have some news on the Aaron Rodgers contract front, which Aaron Rodgers addressed during his time on the podium. So bring us all up to speed.
2: Yeah, so um, Robert Sala, there's a funny moment in his news conference where he was asked about, you know, with all the attention on the Jets this year, there's a lot of fan videos of practice and a lot of different angles of plays. And Sala kind of joked about it. Like he wasn't, he's not worried about it, but he joked for fans to, to, you know, if they are filming the plays to not get the whole, you know, the whole play in the shot. So that, there you go. That's how you can kind of help if you're a Jets fan. Um, but he said it's not really that major of concern, but he also added that he didn't understand why the reporters weren't out there sitting in the stands before practice and watching the walkthroughs because it's open to the, to the fans. So he, he may have given us an idea moving forward. I don't know if the PR staff loved that. But, but that was a funny moment. Uh, Rogers started his news conference with a funny moment too, kind of talking about uh, being asked about the, the chain that the number eight, you know, medallion on a chain that, that sauce Gardner got him as a gift. He says not typically his style, but, but he has a policy with gifts that he wears them at least once or twice. So he's going to have to figure out what to wear it with. And I asked him, well, what do you, what do you wear with, what do you wear that with? Because, you know, I asked the hard-hitting questions. And <laughs> he said that, uh, you know, something that will definitely show off the guns. So you have that to look forward to, Jets fans. Uh, Roger's wearing his, his number eight medallion from Sauce Gardner with, with some sort of tank top situation, I would imagine, or cut off, maybe some cut off biker leather. Uh, that would be cool. I don't know. What am I talking about? But, uh, yeah, Roger just talked about his contract, more importantly, and said that it was reworked, and then he was very... Boy, about it, he looked over at the PR staffer and kind of smiled. And then we was asked, like, did was it was there negotiation? Was it just moving the money around? And he said, kind of said, um, I think you'll see when it comes out. So that's kind of foreshadowing something maybe newsworthy about this. Maybe there's a a commitment beyond what we saw or what we thought there was going to be. Or maybe, um, you know, maybe he's not taking all that he could. Uh, Maybe there's less money there, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see when the details of that are released. But as of now, a a couple hours after practice, we don't know those details. So we'll have to to stand by. Obviously, he talked about practice. He said a lot of other interesting things, too, about, you know, why he enjoys testing his teammates and what what he gets out of that. And his main point there, and I asked him about that, because – Almost all of his offensive teammates have been like, hey, every time we're in a walkthrough or anywhere, everything's on the table. Rodgers may just bring up something that we haven't talked about since, you know, the beginning of OTAs. And he says he does that because he wants to make sure that they're getting the most out of every rep. And he wants to, to know where his teammates are at and, and, and know that they know the standard that, that he expects. So I thought that was interesting. And I think obviously that, that can't be a bad fit thing for the Jets moving forward. Um, And he also was asked the question about, you know, now that you were at all of OTAs, how much of a benefit was that? I don't think he liked that question. And he said, basically, it's an overrated storyline. that's not that big of a deal. It's about getting the young players ready. And yeah, I was able to help that. But like, if I had missed it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. So, you know, that's our kind of first taste of sensitive Aaron Rodgers since he's been here. Not a big deal, but I thought it was interesting and kind of funny. We also heard from Quincy Williams who talked about the moment when, when Quinnan told him about the contract and basically their dream as children was to play on the same team together. And now they're going to for at least the next couple of years. He said, that's what, what Quinnen said to him. Um, you know, the dream continues. So that, that's kind of a cool moment between, between brothers. And he also talked about how you know, much fun it's been to be, be an uncle. I think he lives with Quinin So he says like, you know, when he gets home, there's, you know, let's you know, some some the parents have some time with with, and I think it's his niece. But after a while, he wants his time too. So so he's enjoying that whole process and and obviously excited about the future here. And and he says he's he's not really focused on his breakthrough year last year. That that he's focused on you know making the most of this opportunity to to kind of grow as a linebacker and thinks that he has a lot more improvement. And, and a much higher upside to reach. So that, that's encouraging for Jets fans. Also talked to Solomon Thomas, who talked about how Rogers raises the level uh, and how he kind of helps the defense out. And Rogers talked about that too. It was interesting, you know, after he he made the joke uh, about going over there to, to, to say something about the offsides, but he says he likes to watch it from a different perspective. And he said, Rogers said, you know, it's great to come out here and, and, But if we're all trying to beat each other's ass, we're not going to really get better. And having these conversations is what helps them get better. And Solomon Thomas said that, you know, since the moment he walked into the locker room, Rodgers has been, you know, kind of an open book about talking to defenders and and giving them pointers on what is hard for him and what isn't hard for him, the the looks that give him trouble, the looks that don't, and, and trying to get the defense to kind of focus on, you know, doing that stuff that, that doesn't work for him because if it's giving him problems, it's going to give other quarterbacks who are much less talented to experience the Rodgers problems. So I thought that was interesting. And and Solomon Thomas also talked about how he's a big Broadway guy and how him and CJ Uzama went to a bunch of Broadway shows this summer. And, and the interesting part about that was he talked about how Broadway is kind of like professional sports, and it's interesting for them to watch – other people perform at the highest level, even though acting is much different than football, there's some commonality there. So I thought that was interesting. And obviously, Solomon Thomas is a really thoughtful guy with with a heartbreaking and, and also really interesting story about all the adversity he's overcome in his life. So um, not not surprising to hear him reflect like that, but it was kind of cool.
1: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number six of New York Jets training camp at Florin Park with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you read everything Andy's got over at nj.com. Follow him on social media and check out everything we've got going on over at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet YouTube channel. Watch our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com/slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Clinton Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's TEEpublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money goes along would help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play
0: jet.com step into the world of power loyalty